0: This episode is sponsored by the publisher Griffin House. They have a lot of books for early childhood education. Go to their homepage griffinhouse.com. G R Y P H O N House. Welcome to this month's edition of Research in Leadership in Schools, Early Childhood Settings and Social Care Settings. Today, we are going to listen to an interview that I have conducted with Elisabeth Miner. Enjoy the interview. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So I am here today at the National College of Education at National Lewis University. And we are at the WeLink campus. And with me is Elizabeth Minor or Beth Minor as she calls herself. <laughs> and she is an assistant professor in educational leadership here.
1: Correct.
0: And welcome to the podcast, Beth.
1: Thank you for inviting me
0: and uh, yeah we have like maybe half an hour so it's a limited time so I have asked you to pick out one article or book or project what would you like us to talk about today
1: so I'm going to talk about a project that I worked with um, or worked with Dr. Harrington Gibson on Mm. Um, we had applied for two internal grants at the uh, at National Lewis at the College of Education Um, I guess one actually goes across the university, but we were funded for a SEED grant, which is a grant that the university does to provide you some funding to do some exploratory research. Mm. And we also applied for a uh, research residency grant, Um, and that's within the College of Education, and it focuses on ways that we can improve our curriculum. Mm. And so what we selected for this project was uh, basically a a program evaluation, Mm. Um, and I think this is important for a couple of reasons. One is that, um, so it's a program evaluation about our doctoral program. Hmm. And focusing on a particular cohort of, of um, candidates that we have that are being developed for urban leadership. Hmm. And so, um, this is a new program that we're starting. We just started uh, a cohort for the first time in the summer of 2016, and we actually did this study prior to that. to get some input into, okay, so how can we make this program as beneficial as possible for these candidates? So I think that's one important thing. And the other is that as part of our dissertation work for our candidates, they actually engage in program evaluation research. So we're practicing what we're preaching basically uh, in this uh. way by doing a program evaluation. Yeah. Um, so the... This study focuses on a leadership collaborative that uh, National Lewis had applied for to become a part of um, in a large urban district huh. and we were selected to be part of this leadership collaborative.
0: And this is elementary schools or uh, secondary this schools? Is
1: across uh, age range. So it's oh. focused on the district mm. um, rather than a particular uh, age, group. age group. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so the first year we were involved with the collaborative, we didn't have any candidates that were actively involved with it. Um, the second year, which is what's going on. Currently, uh, we have three candidates, I believe, that are involved in in the collaborative uh, residency program. So this collaborative um, focuses on preparing urban leaders in a particular district, and the candidates who are selected um, are assigned to a school, and they are a principal resident for a year. And during that year, They are working with a a principal who has been identified by the district as an excellent principal. In addition to that, they are participating in our coursework and they also receive intensive coaching. Hmm. So it's a lot packed into that first year. Um, Our coursework is slightly different than our usual doctoral work. It's um, one course at a time rather than multiple courses like we usually do. Mm. Um, But through this collaborative, the candidates really have an opportunity to learn what it's like to be a principal in this district. Mm. Um, And they're given opportunities to get that support from us as a university as well as the district. Mm. So for the... um, the study, we what we wanted to do was get a better sense of how can we effectively develop leaders for the district? What types of supports do they need? In the past, we had done some reflection on our program, um, addressing some of the issues that were raised by Levine and his work about uh, educational leadership dissertations. Um, and he found that a lot of times educational leadership programs were deficient in terms of having a meaningful curriculum, low admissions and graduation standards, inadequate clinical instruction, and lack of purposeful research. Mm. So in our response to that, we created or revised our doctoral program to be more practitioner-based so that the work that they're doing for their dissertation is problems that they have in their districts or schools so that they learn those skills that they need to be leaders to do program evaluations to think about change leadership projects and plans and to advocate for policies Mm. so in terms of this project we're really taking that uh, redesign a step further to say okay so how can we think specifically about this district that we're um, trying to prepare principals for and what types of specific needs do these principals have Mm. So for this study what we did was um, we selected key leaders in the district to interview them about well what do you what is the district doing? Um, what do principals need you know what needs to be done differently? I
0: mm. mean you say key leaders, it's principals yep. but also kind of district overseers. we or? have
1: yeah right right so it's a, a mixture of, of um, different levels of leadership so district leadership as well as. Mm. Um, some principles as well Um, and so we use the textbook that we use in our for our program evaluation patents utilization focused evaluation as the basis for our methods we conducted interviews um, in the spring of 2016 um, and The interviews lasted about an hour Hmm. each, Um, usually Harrington and I would do them together sometimes, uh, I think Harrington did a couple by himself as well, Um, but our our interview questions really focused on gathering information about the current state of the district's professional development offerings for new and existing principals, um, and to think more about the principal evaluation process, And just to think more about, okay, what do we need to have the professional development for principals, and how can we help principals to grow and develop? So, um, we're still kind of going through all of the the interview transcripts that we have for this, mm-hmm. but some of our preliminary findings um, are that you know principals really need more personalized professional development and I think this is a finding that I'm seeing more in terms of teacher professional development as well um, just that it's it can't be a one-size-fits-all professional development that everyone comes to professional development or, or learning opportunities at different places and so know you need to have ways to make sure that everyone is growing through the professional development Um, that it's not just a okay let's have some speaker come in everyone sits here for a couple of hours and then go on your way but to really think about how we can make professional development fit the needs of the people who are attending Hmm. and it's um you know particularly important for this district because the principals have a lot of autonomy in running their schools, and so they're grappling with things like how do you do a budget and some of those other aspects that principals at a more suburban district may not have to deal with. Um, And so it can be overwhelming for principals to have to deal with all the you know, the administrative compliance, let's get this done, let's get this done, have to do this, this, and this, as well as being an instructional leader. So um, I think it's important that the that we provide principals with the skills that they need to help run the schools. Um, and this is also supported by some additional research by the, uh, the Chicago Public Education Fund. They did a, a big study as well that looked at what principals need, and they found similar studies. There are similar hmm. results that, you know, it, you do need to help principals do budgets. You have to figure out, you know, give them the skills that they need to run the school. Hmm. Um, one of the other things that we found in our interviews was a strong emphasis on it, that for this doctoral cohort, it's important that we bring in people that have a, a knowledge of the district oh,
0: okay.
1: so that when... Um, we have speakers, instructors, they're coming with that background uh. knowledge of what it's like to work in that district and what do new leaders, young leaders in that district need in order to be successful in that district. Yeah. Um, and so to do that, we have um, our adjuncts that we use to teach in the program, have a background with the district. Uh. Um, or some work in the district some have worked in the district um if not that they have a a good understanding of working in high needs schools Mm. and things like that so we're trying to really um emphasize particular this particular district and the needs of that district Mm. so that just have to understand more
0: basic level so so we have these doctoral students yep and they are in one district, and mm-hmm. and are they kind of employed in the district after their mm-hmm. degree?
1: Yeah, so that's a good question. So,
0: well, that's your aim, maybe.
1: <laughs> well, it's it, our aim is hopefully that they do become principals in the district. Um, they're. um, the actual cohort is a mix of those who have the the residency as part of the leadership collaborative Hmm. as well as others who are working in the district or interested in working in the district and so our ultimate goal would be that these candidates in our our program will be leaders in the district Hmm. in the future Hmm. Um, hopefully the the principal residents that part of that leadership collaborative is a hiring decision and so the district basically hired those residents as employees to be principal Mm. residents and so hopefully that they'll move on to either a principalship or an assistant principalship um, after this year of the residency.
0: Mm. Okay. And, and is that normal in Europe? It's not normal that uh, to be a principal, you have a doctoral degree. But is, is that normal in America?
1: Um, not so the way at least our program works, and at least in, well, I'm familiar with the Illinois structure of no. how, how our programs work. Um, for the principal license, that is attached to our master's program. So it's the administration supervision program candidates either complete their master's degree or if they already have a master's degree an education specialist degree. Um, then our doctoral program is aimed at the superintendency.
0: Hmm.
1: So to be a superintendent um, there's particular coursework and internship requirements and all sorts of things that you have to complete but that's tied to our doctoral program. Wow. So actually at the end of this program Um, the doctoral program, the candidates will be prepared to be superintendents. So we focus more on the district-level leadership. But as part of this particular cohort, it's also thinking about them as principals. To be considered, to be a principal resident, they needed to already have their um, principal license. So it's a way, the the program I see it as professional development for the them as principals and potential principals as they're moving their way up
0: ah. in leadership. Okay. And you said that one result of this research is that the principals or the doctoral students need more, need more personalized mm-hmm. professional development. Mm-hmm. Have, have you made any thoughts how that could be provided?
1: Yeah, so I think one of the things that um, is a way that our, our candidates get the, the professional development is part of our cohort model. Um, And I do think this is something we need to think more about and just in general, as a a state of education, we need to think more about. But um, we run our programs in terms of a cohort. So everyone starts together, you go through all your classes together, and we use opportunities in class to to talk through what are you dealing with now, what are some challenges you've run into. Um, I have not taught in this particular cohort yet, but in our normal regular program we do spend time talking about their research which is practitioner basis things that they're dealing with in their schools and districts now so Uh we think about okay so what are some additional questions what are some solutions to things like that and so that is a way that we're providing professional development and that it's focused on what they're dealing with and what needs they
0: have Okay, so it's not, it's not that you will kind of uh, learn them individually. So it's it's about bringing the project into the classroom.
1: Right now it is. I think, you know, ideally it would be great for us to be able to provide some larger professional development and figure out, you know, what are larger needs that we can address through huh. either our program or through... Um, you know, well, the the coaching is another way that we're providing the professional development on an individualized basis, but that, you know, we can only do so much based on what funding we have. We do have some grants to do more of that. Um, So that's one way we are addressing some of those needs, but yeah, yeah, we're always kind of trying to think of ways to expand.
0: So so this is actually what the students want. So they want more individualized kind of uh, teaching. And And you see a need for that, but could there be a danger in becoming too individualized?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. So I think if you're thinking on a larger scale, you can't necessarily have an individualized professional development plan. You know, everyone should have a professional growth plan, a professional development plan, but to provide something widespread, um, I think you have to think about how you can do that based on, okay, what resources do you have? How do you fit the, get everyone's needs, but yet make it so that you can scale it up? Huh. So I think it's something that is a struggle, and, and even thinking about providing professional development for teachers, right, so that you have more teachers in a building than principals, and as a, a leader of the, the building, you're trying to provide professional learning opportunities for your teachers, hmm. but you can't necessarily you know okay, well, you need this, you need this, you need this. Mm. You can do that as much as possible through things like coaching, yeah, you know, or pure observations. The, the evaluation process provides mm. some opportunities for that, but I think we need to think more about how to differentiate yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. professional
1: development yeah. better.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I like the idea of, of kind of having the classroom where you draw in their projects, yeah, because uh, a part of being a principal or leaders is to kind of to see through many perspectives and and to see a wide kind of horizon done.
1: Right, yeah. And and
0: exactly by participating with others, then you kind of learn.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And that's one of the best parts I in terms of class I think for me is hearing about what they're doing and it's nice that for me a lot of times I'll have the students in their first year and then their second year and so I can see okay so where have you gone with your research and what's your next step so beyond the students that I work with directly just in general you know where people are going with their research it's really exciting
0: and this is a qualitative study
1: yes Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ideally, we had originally thought about doing some quantitative analyses, but um, based on what we have access to and, and the scope of the study, we focused on the interviews for now.
0: Mm. And and what this is kind of the follow up of the study.
1: So um, we are going to present this um, in the end of April, beginning of May at the American Educational Research Association, um, and then. I would like to take some more time to, to go through our interview transcripts and see if we can hopefully come up with a more um, publishable paper than our presentation will be. But um, yeah,
0: hmm. yeah,
1: I think it would be. I think it the aspect of you know doing the program evaluation on our own program is something that um, I don't think you see a lot of, but I think it's an important aspect, not only for um, our our continuous improvement, but just why continuous improvement is important and, and meeting the needs of your your candidates and your students.
0: Hmm. Have you covered all the results?
1: Um, let's see, yeah, I think for the most part, um, I, yeah, I talked about bringing people in who know what it's like to be in the, the district, um, you know, trying to help principals, to reduce time spent on the compliance uh things and to spend more time being able to do instructional leadership and and doing things that push teacher
0: practice hmm. um,
1: yeah i think that hmm. that hits most of it
0: yeah uh, we have a little bit more time maybe okay. we can uh, or if there is something else you would like to s- discuss in this no, study no
1: no i think that's yeah i'm you know, I think it was uh, very informative in terms of thinking about how to improve our program. And, hmm. and so now it's a matter of making sure that we integrate that
0: more uh, into exactly. the program. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds really useful, I think, for many leadership uh, programs. Uh, yeah. But if we kind of maybe talk more about um, other research projects that you have carried out?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, in terms of leadership, thinking about that, um, so my background is in sociology of education and statistics and methods. Um, After finishing my uh, graduate work at the University of Notre Dame, I was at the University of Pennsylvania's Graduate School of Education for a postdoc fellowship. Um, and that was through the, the Institute of Education Sciences. Um, and I was able to work on a project looking at the valid assessment, which is the Vanderbilt Assessment for Leadership in Education. Huh. Um, and so I was able to work on a couple of psychometric studies related to the validity and reliability of this principal evaluation tool. Huh. Um, and so the tool itself is um, it's a 360-degree tool. So principals do a self-evaluation, the teachers evaluate the principal, and then the, a supervisor, usually the superintendent, will evaluate the principal. Mm. And so um, it focuses on learning-centered leadership practices. It looks at the, the core components of learning center leadership and key practices that principals should work on. Um, And so I worked on two studies. One was a a known group study where we were looking at to see, okay, if we ask superintendents to rate their principles, who are your top principles, who are your bottom principles? And then we looked at the Valad scores. We did find that it does differentiate between the top and bottom principles. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a form of validity that we looked at. In terms of reliability, we also did a a test-retest study. And we did, there were a total of five studies. I worked on two of them. But the the test retest study looked at okay, if we give the the ballot one time and then a little bit later give it a second time, do they give consistent results? Um, And for the most part, well, they were very correlated, high correlations, between those two times. We did find that principals tended to rate themselves higher the second time than the first time, huh. which we could assume was maybe learning, um, yeah. hopefully learning. Um, the teachers were the opposite, though. They tended to rate principals a little bit lower okay. the second time than the first oh, time. That's
0: interesting. So yeah,
1: yep. we're trying to you know think about why that might be, whether it's, you know, OK, so now, oh, I didn't know. I should be looking for these types of qualities. Maybe they're a little bit more Prime to them. Um, so, yeah, that was something that w- it was a very interesting finding in terms of thinking about what does it mean. Uh-huh. But for the most part, principles were um, in consistent categories in terms of, yes, you're uh, you know an effective principle at time one and time two. So we found that there is um, evidence of reliability for the samples that we looked uh-huh. at.
0: And, and this WonderBuilt tool, is uh-huh. it used uh, widely in... in Maybe throughout the world? Um,
1: Why well, It's used throughout the United States. I'm not sure exactly how wide spread it is. I haven't been working on the project um, lately, but um, districts use it um, for professional development and huh. things like that. Um, so, yeah, huh. I think ideally yeah. I think it would be a good tool to use it. Huh. It's a valid and reliable tool, which fills the need of a lot of the the principal evaluation huh. tools that are out there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, time is closing in. Okay. <laughs> time moves quickly. Uh, yeah, so, uh, So, are there any kind of further research project that you would like to embark on in in the near future?
1: Um, Yeah, I think. Well, I think right now it's more of finishing up some studies that I'm still working on, Mm. uh, in combination of everything else. Um, But so, so overall, my research agenda looks at students' opportunities to learn and inequality related to opportunities to learn, and so I've looked at it in multiple lenses from the student perspective, um, from. Looking at teachers as providing opportunities to learn, how school context or the schools related to providing opportunities to learn, as well as now the principals, hmm. as, um, after instruction, principal or after teachers, you know, principals are very important for uh, student achievement. And so I think the the next most immediate thing, other than finishing some other um, research looking at teachers, is uh, thinking more about this study and seeing how we can hmm. put something more formal together.
0: Yeah. And now you research in educational leadership and Mm -hmm. you teach also Mm -hmm. in this area. Do you kind of see any areas where you think we need more research?
1: Yeah, so I think really around the um, differentiation of professional development. Um, especially for principals and thinking about how to provide principals professional development. Um, In one of the courses that I'm teaching now in our master's program we were talking about teacher professional development and uh, we were talking about how sometimes we forget that the teachers are learners too, right? So a lot of times we're thinking about, well, okay, so what can we do for our students to make sure they learn? But teachers need to be considered in that same light too in terms of they are learners as well. I think we need to back up a step further and say, well, principals are learners too. How do we provide them the the learning opportunities Mm. that they need?
0: Mm. Okay. Thank you very much, Beth. You're welcome. And uh, my last question is, so yeah. if, if there's a homepage where listeners can find information about your research, um, what's the easiest way to kind of...
1: Yeah, I think um, probably, well, the National Lewis website under my faculty profile. Okay. Um, that's probably where most organized mm. <laughs> information is.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much. And thank you for participating in the podcast.
1: Thank you very much. I enjoyed it.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast, Research in Leadership in Schools, Early Childhood Settings and Social Care Settings. I hope you have enjoyed the interview and that you have gained some new insights into leadership. I hope that you will listen to the other podcasts in this series. A new podcast is being published on the first of every month. You are also welcome to join us on Facebook. There is a group called Research in Leadership in Schools, Early Childhood Settings and Social Care Settings. If you just type in the name of the podcast in the search field in Facebook, you will find the group. Once again, thanks for listening and bye-bye.